0: Welcome to Scaling with Disha, the show that helps online entrepreneurs to scale their business to six figures and beyond without the hustle or the overheads. I'm your host, Desha Waddup, and I'll be here each week to remind you that you can do anything you set your mind to. Hello, and we are back with another episode of Scaling with Disha. And I'm here today with Jody, and I am so excited for this episode because Jody is awesome, and I know this is going to be full of some amazing knowledge bombs. So, Jody is a seasoned leader and manager known for creating and implementing revenue generating systems, building a strong strong team culture, empowering team members, and hiring the right people. In her corporate role as regional manager. Jodi traveled across Canada and opened up over 80 fitness clubs. She has interviewed, hired, and trained over 1,000 personal trainers and managers and managed remote teams of up to 100 members. As an entrepreneur, Jodi has built a small but mighty remote team at the Accelerator Circle, helping coaches with group programs create consistency and scale with their own teams. Jodi's team has been instrumental in building the business and generating five-figure months. Hello, Jody. Whoa.
1: That was a mouthful. Hi. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have you. For sure. So tell us your story. How did you, how did you build the Accelerator Circle? How did you become what you're doing today? Whew. Okay, so We'll make it short and sweet, but
1: basically, like everybody heard, I started out in the corporate world. I worked in the fitness industry my whole life. Um, I went from being a personal trainer to a club manager and then that regional manager and traveled all across the country. Um, and then from that, I I think I always knew, even from the time I was maybe 12 or 13, that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And i had been with the same company for a really long time. And I finally was like, okay, it's time, time to move on, do my own thing. So I left there and I started, my first business was fitness business coaching. So I worked specifically with fitness coaches at that time in their brick and mortars. I started that in 2013 and did that for five years. And then from there, I ended up becoming a coach in another seven-figure business. I'll get to why in a second. Um, And then I was with her for about 18 months or so, and then back out on my own because I just couldn't shake that entrepreneurial spirit in me. Um, And I guess one of the the biggest reasons that I ended up working for someone else was because in my business, I was doing one-on-one coaching with three-month programs. And You know, I was constantly having to chase clients, constantly having to replace clients. And even though I was doing just fine, I could totally do my regular thing and live my life and all that stuff. I really didn't like the fact that I couldn't plan ahead. I couldn't do all the things I wanted to do because I never knew more than three months what was going to happen. And so it was at a time in my life where, there were some changes and I needed to make some changes in order to have that consistency. And so I left that, you know, role in my first business to go and join somebody else. And then when I went back on my own to start Accelerator Circle, I just knew that I couldn't set things up in the same way. I knew that this time I wanted to have that consistency. I wanted to know what my month, quarter, year was going to look like, way before it actually happened. And I wanted to make sure that people could get into a program without having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, but get started with something that was really going to help them and be able to see them through. You know, some of my people are coming in usually around the making three to five K already mark, and some are coming in brand new too. But the way that I created things for the accelerator circle was so that people could get that support all the way through that first year.
0: I love that. So people sign in for a whole year to the accelerator circle, right?
1: So they could start at six or 12 months, but 95% of my people are in 12. Yeah.
0: Wow. And so when you first started this, did you start with the whole 12 months already planned out or did you just get people in for the first month?
1: Ooh. So when we started, people were always able to, to commit to the 12 months, but as far as like planning out the entire 12 months, no, because some things were like, we do a quarterly planning workshop every quarter. It happens on the calendar. It's regular. There's no way that doesn't happen. Um, But some of the things like some of the additional trainings and stuff like that, I often did make those decisions based on what's actually happening live in my group, right? Because as I continue to create trainings, create, you know, different workshops and stuff like that, everything's being recorded and being added to the vault. So anyone who comes in later will always have access, but for now, because accelerator circle officially launched just a year ago, right now, in this program, there's still things that are being developed. And so I'm working with my clients to figure out and to learn from them exactly what they need. And a lot
0: of the trainings are
1: being done based on that.
0: I love that because I think so many people, especially listening and in the entrepreneurial space will think, well, I have to have the whole, if I'm going to sign up for 12 months, I have to have the whole 12 months done. Like, so people No, and that's just such a a mind mess, isn't it? When you're thinking, how am I going to create 12 months of content and then go and sell it?
1: Totally. And that's actually huge for people who want to do a group program in the first place at all, right? Because a lot of people think they can't start a group program as their first offer. Yeah. So those two things kind of go together. Like they feel like they don't have enough people and they feel like they don't have enough content. But that's the beauty of coaching, right? You can get on the call with someone tomorrow as the expert and you can start helping them. You don't have to have all of the things. So it's like when you get through the coaching and when you do enough of it, you start to have things that repeat themselves or someone keeps asking you for something and then two people here and three people there. And then you're like, okay, I need to create something for this. So all of that stuff can be rolling and continuously evolving and being created. So a, you don't have to have a group to start. You can do group coaching as your first offer, which when I first started, everyone said, you can't. All the gurus, all the people said, you cannot start with a group offer. So I didn't, so I did one-on-one and I charged high ticket and I had three month clients. And then it was like all the other things that came with that. Yeah. So yeah, you, you absolutely don't have to have all the content and you don't have to start with 101 either.
0: How have you managed to scale that over the last year and, and bring people in consistently? And I know that you know your income every month for forever mm-hmm. for now. <laughs> so how have you managed to build that up?
1: Yeah, so some of the like when we first started the main thing was creating relationships and I know like everyone nowadays is saying that but are they actually doing it is another story so when I first started building relationships I actually didn't sell anything for six months that doesn't mean you should do that or you have to do that (laughs) that's not what I'm saying but the point is, what we did was to build relationships. The, the, the genuine goal was to build relationships. It wasn't about selling. It, was, it wasn't about what was going to happen down the road, right? So we hosted, I hosted virtual events. And I don't mean like fancy webinars and all these things. I mean, invite, select people. Curate the group of people that you want to come who could be your ideal avatar, right? Who also could connect with the other people who are coming to the event because that's going to also make it beneficial for them right away. And just get on the phone or get on Zoom and start creating relationships without the intention specifically of selling them now. Yes. right. That's how I did it because by the time I was ready to launch, we had 16 members, our very first launch and we did it because the whole time everyone knew that all I cared about was helping them. Yeah. Right. So I know a lot of the time we think I have to sell this person or we get on a call and I have to sell this person or you send a message or you get a message. I have to sell this person. But when we take that part out and we're just normal, regular human beings connecting that creates a foundation for a true relationship, which eventually will evolve. It could evolve very quickly because virtual events is a great way to get to know people fast. So sometimes I'll get onto a virtual event and I have a client the next day, so it can happen very quickly, but if it doesn't, it's a really nice way to build relationships with people without that
0: overarching feeling of selling that is the best way to build right being able to to just and have your friends in your circle like people that you love hanging out with that are paying you as a client like that that has to be gold right absolutely and
1: then the feeling translates into the group like all of my people show up to all the calls they're all supporting each other they're all messaging each other they are because i work with all different coaches they often need each other. So the bookkeeper or the virtual assistant or the photographer, like everybody is using kind of each other to help them build their businesses. Super cool.
0: Yeah. Wow. So what is another thing that has really helped you build this business over the last year, specifically in the accelerator?
1: So this is a really big one. Um, I did some like major mindset work before I launched this business. And one of the things that I've always done throughout is make decisions from where I wanted to be and not where I was. Yes. That is a massive one. So it was like thinking about what do I want this to look like three, six, 12 months from now, three years, five years, 10 years, right? what do I really want it to look like? And this came in really handy when I was making decisions about hiring, for example, right? A lot of people hold back on hiring. They're not ready yet. They don't have enough money yet. They don't, whatever the excuses are. And this was a really big one because when you hire people and you have people to take things off of your plate that either aren't the things you love to do, you know, they take up a lot of time, but they're necessary. Like all of these kinds of things when you hire someone and you can just do what you do, the world opens up. So last year in November, I hired four people within about two or three weeks of each other. (laughs) I hired the virtual assistant. I hired a designer. I hired someone to help me with tech. Like I hired all these people. Um, to do very specific things and, and most of them on a very, um, small like basis, right? Maybe a few hours a week type of thing. So I never want people to think I have to hire them full-time or any of that stuff. And that allowed me to create the space to do what I needed to do. And then I had a $26,000 month the following month. Woo. So yeah, thank you. So it's just, there's no way mentally creative space, time, anything that I could have done that if I hadn't hired first. Yeah. So it was all about making the decision to hire, knowing where I wanted to go and not based on where I actually was at the moment. That's a huge one. And every time I make a decision, I always think about that. Where am I trying to go? What do I need to do now in order to get there?
0: That has been playing on my mind today, actually. Where do you want, who do I want to be when I grow up? Yes, exactly. (laughs) What do I want to be? What do I want to look like in my business? What does that look like? And it was funny, that that exact phrase that kept coming up for me, like, okay, come from the place where I want to be, not who I am today. Yes. That is absolutely massive. Do you think there is...
1: shift.
0: It's like one mindset thing that really helped you. In that, was it journaling, or you know, affirmations, or anything specific on that front?
1: It was all of the above. <laughs> I actually went through. A, I actually went through a mindset course. I decided this was something I really needed to level up, and that's part of it too, right? Is always recognizing where you are and what you need in order to get there. I knew I needed to change my mindset for a bunch of things, so I did this course. And from that, I was able to figure out what my limiting beliefs were. And I then turned them into my empowering beliefs. So I had those written down. I read them every single day when I wake up. And before I go to bed, I still do it now. And that really helped change things for me. I did a lot of journaling as well. Tons just to like get it all out, get it on paper when you write it the way that it comes true, I had actually been writing for months that I was going to sell 20 K or more in December of 2020. Yes. And that month I did 26. So yes. Right. It's like, we have to get ourselves into this place of believing of knowing it's going to happen. I didn't know how I didn't plan for all of those people. I didn't have a specific, like it It wasn't like that. I just knew. Yeah. And all the pieces fell into place and one by one by one by one, it came to fruition, right? But yes, knowing your limiting beliefs, figuring out what those are, figuring out what the new empowering belief is, writing it down, reading it every single day, saying it out loud if that's what you want to do. Absolutely. hundred percent.
0: The, the, mindset around that is huge right knowing exactly what you want and one of the things I always say is knowing your success is inevitable like if you are gonna be successful knowing that that is gonna happen eventually anyway like you could anything could happen we've we've all got hurdles to go over and mindset blocks and the world covid everything else that (laughs) happens around yes but if you know that your success was is inevitable you're like well I don't care it's fine (laughs) yeah,
1: it's fine. We say that a lot. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's fine. I am going to be awesome. And my business is going to be amazing because my success is inevitable. And I know that. That's exactly it. And also getting
1: clarity around what you want that success to look like. Like, do you know how much money you want to make? Do you know how many clients you want to have, right? Do you know what your business looks like when you have that many? Because that is also a huge thing people are doing, right? It's like, maybe they're thinking, I have to start with one-on-one. That's what I've been told to do. Hire, ticket, I'll make more money, da-da-da. They start with one-on-one. But they're not thinking about what it's gonna look like when they get to 20 clients, right? Where you're slammed, you have no time for anything, you're on calls all day, you're repeating yourself all day, like this is what's going on. Instead, when you design your offer, You want to think about what does this look like when I have 40 or 50 or 200 people in my program and the design of it has to be in a, in a way where you can scale to those numbers if that's what your goal is, but you want to design it that way now, right? We can't build the offer now based on, okay, what if I only have two or three clients? Like, okay, you might only have two or three clients, but you're also going to have room to have 200 clients. Yes. Right? So we really have to think about deciding what the offer looks like based on where we want to go and not where we are now. Huge one.
0: Yes. That that is key, right? Knowing how to build it out and scale from there rather than just focusing on that first couple of clients. And I think as new entrepreneurs, yes, focus on the the first few clients, but as you're starting to scale and build out offerings that are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, yeah. you have to have that structure in place to be able to handle that and move, Absolutely. move forward on that as well. Absolutely. One of the yeah. things that I, I did actually, which was really, really powerful. And I, Caught myself up in it as well. Like last year, I did a um, I did a journaling session where I wrote down exactly how I was gonna spend the money that I was gonna earn. So mm. If I like a twenty k months, I'm like, okay, break that down. What does that look like? And I use the profit first model, so I've split everything up in uh-huh. percentages in my business. So Love profit first. Yeah, I know exactly what money is coming into me personally. So how am I gonna spend that money personally? Yes. And I caught myself up in that recently because I was like, okay, when I hit those figures last year, I was like, I'm going to have this many massages. I'm going to have a personal trainer. I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that. And this time this year, I'm like, oh, now I've, I've hit those goals and I haven't done any of that stuff I said I was going <laughs> to do. So, so I I caught myself up in it and I'm like, okay, I've hired a personal trainer now. I'm having massages regularly because I said I was going to do it. And I don't want to false promise myself anything. Yes. I Love said that. I was going to do those things. So now I have to do those things because I'm making that money. So I should be able to bring in those things and have the personal trainer and have the massages regularly and have my hair done, yeah. and my nails done and all of that lovely stuff that <laughs> makes us feel good, right? And that's one yes. of the things of earning enough money that you can do those things
1: yeah absolutely those are all part of what you want to see when you get there and we need to be so clear it's like I'm sure people have heard this 100 times but it's literally like going to someone's house that you've never been to before and doing it without their address yeah you can't (laughs) do that (laughs) you will never get there
0: yeah yeah I love that So what do you think, um, what can our audience do now to start to build out that scaling system and that consistency that is all about the accelerator circle?
1: Yeah. So the very first thing is to create an offer that has at least six months in the plan. So a six month or a 12 month offer where you know your people are committing to you long term. Right. That's the first thing, because when you do that, even if you start with just a few people, the mental space that it gives you to be creative, to think, to do lead generation, to do everything without the anxiety of having to get make more money and all of that stuff. Imagine for some people who are listening. Imagine if you knew you had a thousand dollars coming in minimum every single month for the next six months. And then in month two, it became 2,000 because you got three new clients at 300 bucks. And month three became 3,004 and and five and six, right? So the first thing is create an offer with at least six months in it. And the second thing is start hosting virtual events. (laughs) This is not fancy. This is not webinars. This is not a ton of content and don't release it for six months. This is do it now. Invite people who you've been already been talking to, who you've already built a relationship with, maybe you already have a Facebook group, right? Pull from the people that you know. If you know them well enough to curate it where you know people will connect with each other, do that. And then on the event, let them see you in action. So whether it's a Q&A, whether it is providing a little bit of content and then Q&A, Whatever it is, let them see you in action because that is what's going to help people see how you do what you do and decide if they resonate with you or not, right? So start hosting virtual events, get people into your world. This is like 10, 12 people. This isn't a million people, right? Everyone's got 10 or 12 people that they're talking to. Do the virtual events and make sure you have a next step after the event. So whether that is offering them to join your Facebook group, whether it's offering them a freebie that you have, whether it's offering them a free call, make sure there's a next step at the end of that virtual event. Build relationships. You make money. Promise.
0: I love it. Relationship first marketing. I Gold. Absolutely. I cannot wait to hold my first virtual event. I'm so excited for it. Yay. <laughs> it's going to be epic. I'm so excited. Can't wait. <laughs> Yay. Um, it's funny. We had somebody on uh, Shannon a couple of weeks ago, episode 17. For those that are listening, if you want to go back and hit subscribe button and go and listen to that, we talked all about payment plans and uh, stacking that income. And she was like, absolutely don't want people to pay in full just do. Like, go okay. against every other manifestation coach i want people to stack the payments and pay on payment plans because then i have okay. all the money coming in and i can anticipate it which is yes. exactly what you just said it's gold absolutely right? <laughs> being able to anticipate your income six, 12 months out and you can plan for your holidays then right <laughs> yes it's
1: everything it's planning ahead for the stuff you want to do in life It's creating mental space for you because you know you have money coming in. You're not starting from scratch every single month. It's ditching the feast or famine of, I had an eight or 10K month and the next month I had nothing. Yeah. Right? Like we're getting rid of all of that stuff. And there are very few refunds because people are paying as they go, right? It's a pay for what you get model. So you very rarely have refunds. You have happy clients Right. Yeah.
0: There's just,
1: it, it's everything about it just makes things feel a lot lighter and less pressure around the sales and the high tickets and the spend $10,000 today and all of that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am definitely for a paid in full option if you want it. Sometimes you need some cash flow. If you have the option and some people do it, that can be good too. I'm yeah. not saying not to do it but as your signature revenue model, which is what I call it, reoccurring all the way.
0: Yes, and how much is your accelerator program?
1: Yeah, so my program is called the Consistency Code, and it can be if you're doing a six month, 247 a month, or if you're doing a 12, or sorry, 12 months, 247, if you're doing a six month, 327 a month. So super easy price point, makes it easier for people to say yes, this is what we want, Lots of opportunity to grow easily, get to 200 people in the program without having to, you know, change how things function, change what they get, have less connection. It's all going to be exactly the same
0: all the way through. Easy, I absolutely love it. And what is so, I'm going to ask you for your quick fire round questions now, okay? (laughs) And then we're going to go into your freebie as well, sure. So, quick fire. What do you do for fun? (laughs) Uh,
1: I love to travel. I've backpacked in, I think it's seven or eight countries now. So I love to travel. I love to not know where I'm going or what I'm doing. I don't like to plan ahead when I go, you know, you kind of show up, figure out what you're doing the next day. That's like how I like to roll with that kind of stuff. Um, And then other than that, you know, I'm I'm happy with a few close friends or family or my nephews and hanging out and uh, rum and Diet Coke. And I would say wine, but that's not how I roll. I'm more of a rum and Diet Coke girl. And, and
0: that's, I mean, it's nothing too crazy. I love it. Travel and rum. (laughs) Done. Uh, What does freedom look like to you?
1: Yeah, this is a good one. You asked me this. Freedom to me is really being able to make my own decisions. It's being able to be wherever I want, whenever I want, knowing that things are still going to run. And it's being able to do the things I want without having to think about how much it's going to cost. Yes. I just want to be able to, you know, have a catered meal for 50 people if I decide to or you know, pick up and travel to Costa Rica if I decide to. So yeah, just being able to do things without having to worry about those old programs that you have from when you were a kid. This is too expensive. We can't afford that. Like any of that stuff. No. Nope.
0: Yes. Gone. And what is one huge personal goal that you want to take off?
1: Well, this is like, I had to really Think about this one, because you're not letting me say it about business. No, personal. <laughs> oh, personal. I think one of my big personal goals is I want to be able to create enough wealth so that I can give back to my my family. So that as we all get older, as my nephews grow up, as my parents get older, my sisters, whatever, that there's enough there so that we can all do whatever we want and make the most of our time on earth and together.
0: Yes. Yes. That's so powerful, isn't it? Like generational wealth, creating that, that yeah. income that is going to serve the whole family. Yeah. And yeah. Nice. Awesome. So what is your freebie that everybody can download?
1: Yes. So it's the ultimate guide to consistency and scaling, how to design your perfect group coaching offer so that you can be consistent and scale with a team. I love it. So everyone can grab that one. It will give you the exact elements to include, how to do your pricing, all of that good stuff so that people can start with group coaching right away and not have to do the one-on-one, not have to do the feast or famine, not have to do any of it.
0: Awesome. So the links will be down below in the show notes and everybody can grab that. I am excited for that. I know I will be grabbing it. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I really hope that you genuinely learned something from today's episode. If you found this episode useful, then please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. I personally read each and every one. Until next time, bye.